Hey guys, welcome back to uh, the Diet Riot Podcast with our leather couch. <laughs> leather couch today. <laughs> it's it's not going away. It's very comfortable. It is. And it's humongous. It makes me feel like a, dwar- a small person. It's pretty big. Yeah. Wait. It makes me feel small. <laughs> Let's be politically correct here. Let's, Let's not it's offend rough. anyone today. It's a rough day. <laughs> you today not um, related both no, dietitians related. yeah we are dietitians and today we're gonna talk about mindless eating yeah or mindfulness yeah if you want to say it in the positive way <laughs> same thing well, but the yeah. reason why we said this is because we're holding a book right now together we're holding a book yes. together no so i'm holding a book that's brooke's book that seems very good um i haven't read it it's called why we eat more than we think mindless eating by brian wainsink wainsink he's a He's a doctor. And the Oprah magazine recommends it, so you know it's going to be life-changing. Um, I need to share a funny story about it, because I was reading a little part. Wait, i got to find it. I have kept... Oh, I know. Here. Shh, stop. Pause. It's called the Mixed Subway Study. And you know what I thought it was about? What? People eating on the subway while they commuted to work. Oh. It's about Subway, the Sandwiches. fast food chain. Yes. <laughs> Subway sandwiches. I was reading this so Wait, do they talk about Jared in there? No. Guys, Jared's in jail near our house. Like, near... You know the jail, like... like a creep? Yeah, pedophile. Um, The prison by my house, which is, like... It's in Littleton off Quincy. Oh, yes. I saw that. That's where he is. Oh. You better keep that baby far away. (laughs) Protect that baby. Away from Jared. Yeah. Okay, this was really interesting. Anyways, I don't need to start here. But I did think it was very funny that I thought Subway was not Subway. Yeah. Because I never go to Subway. Well, share your insight. Oh, well, I'll just let you know. So they're basically talking about how when people go to a restaurant that's considered... Oh my gosh, you're right. They do talk about Jared. <laughs> Clearly, I skimmed it. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Uh, well, that came out. I believe this book came out before he got arrested. <laughs> they probably have edited it. So get the newest version so you don't have to read Jared's name. <laughs> Perv. All right. Anyway, <laughs> they're talking about how basically people who go to healthy restaurants, quote unquote, or things that they perceive as healthy, mm-hmm. kind of give in to whatever they want. So like going to Subway and then ordering like the spicy chicken teriyaki, whatever the one is with like a ton of sauce. With two cookies. With two cookies. <laughs> Their cookies are amazing. These cookies are special because they're Subway cookies. They're healthy. No, they're, so they're white macadamia nuts. <laughs> oh, you're good. not kidding. No, they're amazing. I don't think I've ever had their cookies. They always look like plasticky. Oh, no, the white ones. I haven't um, had them in a long time, but real good. <laughs> well, so basically they're just saying how people who go to McDonald's tend to pay better attention to what they're eating, who, who are like focused on healthy diet, whatever. They go to McDonald's, they actually order healthy. Then they go to Subway and it's like all inhibitions are like, whatever, it's a healthy restaurant. I can eat whatever I want. And they're just making this comparison that people, it's a mindset. It's all just a mindset of what you're perceiving to be true. So I thought it was really interesting. I was like, just this little tidbit. I'd like to read this book in full. So it's not, I mean, we're not fully recommending it as your Bible of mindfulness, but it would be very, it seems very interesting to like compare, like it brings up a lot of really good points that you don't think about Mm -hmm. with being mindful. 
Yeah, the one study, and this is like in the beginning of the book, but it just talks about, uh, it's like the popcorn study. So if you go to a movie theater and then you have stale popcorn and you're just eating in front of the TV, you don't notice that it's like stale and poor quality. Whereas like if you Mm -hmm. were actually paying attention and you weren't watching TV, you might be eating it and being like, hmm, this isn't very good. And then you're not going to eat as much. When you're you're eating distracted, Mm -hmm. you tend to eat more and you tend to not pay attention to the quality of the food you're eating. That's so good. That's such a good one to study, too, is popcorn, because it's such, like... So addicting. It's so, like... Movie theater for, Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> so, so for movie theaters. Like, we don't eat a ton of popcorn in my house. I don't love popcorn, okay? Everyone oh can hate gosh. me now. Oh, Jesse didn't I don't it. love popcorn. I don't love milk chocolate. I have a soft spot for dark chocolate sometimes. Oh, dark. And I don't like so ice good. cream, all right? And now everyone hates me. I polarized our entire audience. <laughs> Those are my favorite food groups, like <laughs> ice cream and popcorn. Popcorn, chocolate, and ice cream. Yes, Put hands together. Just give me some cheese and wine, and we are got That's a party. Hilarious. I know. I'm a weirdo. I also don't love alcohol, so I'm like really what? weird. I know. I don't know. I'm not Gosh, human. Why are we friends? I'm not sure because our last names are the same. <laughs> You like mimosas. I do. We like mimosas. I will say this. If it's an alcoholic beverage where 90% is juice, I'm in. Yeah. totally in for that. I've gotten better. It's like we've drank plenty of times. Those are good. I like those. I don't know. I just have had to be very specific about the alcohol I drink. I don't love wine. I have to like have a very sweet wine. (laughs) But it's funny because then I can't drink transition you to like a wino. Well, you know, Jill's been trying to get me on the gin. Grey Goose. Well, oh, oh, certain yeah, certain gin is gin. really tasty. Not all sure. of it. Sure, sure. Not all of it. Rick. All right, I'll get there one day, but I'm not in any rush because <laughs> it's not that big a deal to me. Plus, you know, I. Well, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so we want to talk about mindfulness. Which, if you don't know, is a practice, a way of living life, but we're going to talk about specifically with nutrition, about basically paying very close attention to what you're eating and being very intentional, I feel like would be another word, um, about what you're eating, why you're eating it, and how much you're eating, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, it's very similar to like, I think it's very similar to intuitive eating. Um, It's just... It's just parts of intuitive eating that you're focusing more on. So trying not to eat distracted and trying to just be, what's the word I'm looking for? Intentional. <laughs> yeah. Focused. That is the word. Focused. Tuned in. Focused and intentional right. with what Couch you're eating. Cough alert. Let's start alerting everything. Wrong oh. fact alert. <laughs> Day 10 of this cold. <laughs> oh. Guessing at everything I'm saying alert. We didn't yeah. prepare alert. All right. So, yeah. So, mindfulness and intuitive eating, I think, get, like, um, interchangeably used. Like, people kind of call both of them the same. So, what I would think, and I think this is true. <laughs> Pretty sure this is true. From we'll what see. I know. Intuitive eating is, like, more encompassing. Mm-hmm. I think mindful eating plays a part or is, like, a puzzle piece it's to intuitive eating. facet. Gosh. We're so fancy. I know. I'm good with words. I'm going to just... <laughs> Ignore the, the I'm just source. Just raise my pinky as I drink my water. <laughs> she's so fancy on this leather couch. Mm. All right. So I think mindfulness is like a puzzle piece or a facet, if you will, yeah. to intuitive eating. So it's a very big portion of it. Mm-hmm. In um, in the fact that intuitive eating, really, you need to be mindful about what you're eating, when you're eating, why you're eating. Um, 
So that all plays a role. I do think mindfulness too, it can, can go towards any part of your life, Mm -hmm. but we focus in obviously on nutrition and getting back to a place of eating mindfully. (laughs) Because mm-hmm. I think most of us, especially in today's culture, totally eat mindlessly yeah. all the time. Out to eat, in your car, before work, during work, in last between night. workouts, last night. <laughs> so, last night, Jesse, my husband. <laughs> you were just saying, like, last no. night. <laughs> we, like, okay, ate yes. chips and salsa and queso at our Mexican restaurant. Alyssa was there. Oh, my gosh. Um, so good. I did, too. So, Jesse orders food, and he goes, I'm literally not even hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat my meal. I'm going to take home half of it. I look over within five minutes and I was like, you are done. You are done eating. How is this happening? I had one taco down. I was like, what is happening? And he's like, I'm not even hungry. I was like, you ate your entire meal. That's hilarious. In like five minutes. Like, what are you? Totally. Yep. So that's an example of like not listening to your body, but also just like. He just ate it because it was in front of him, and everyone else was eating. Because we were chatting. It was like a fun night celebrating Brooke's birthday. Woo-hoo, coming up. 30. 30. This is 30. This is the 30. new name of our podcast, because we're yes. both going to be 30 soon. This is 30. Anyways, so yeah, I totally see that. I did the same thing. So I got to the restaurant really hungry, mm-hmm. made the mistake of eating a ton of chips, not the salsa, because it was spicy. And I ate a, a lot of chips, yeah. <laughs> I just kept eating them, because and the waitress kept bringing them. She wouldn't. And I was like, I love you and hate you at the same time. Please stop this. Okay, I'll eat more. And I just kept eating them and I felt the same way. I got my fajitas, which were incredible, and I could only eat one. I stopped at one, Jesse. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> but, um, and I brought the rest home and I'm really excited about eating them, probably for second dinner tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they yeah. were delicious. The chips were okay. They were, when they brought them warm, they were really good. They were really good, yeah. But it wasn't, it was kind of reminds me of the stale popcorn because it was like, I was also just eating them because they were there right. and they weren't, once they weren't warm anymore, or they weren't my favorite. I was like, oh, I could take them or leave them, but I kept eating them. Same so here. that's a good example. That was really funny though because I literally thought I was like naming off places you mindlessly eat and you were like, last night, for example. <laughs> I didn't realize you were actually talking about an actual example. Literally our last night. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Anyways. So, I think I think most of us. I would I would guess, and this is a real big thing with Alyssa. She likes to guess over here mm-hmm. that most people, ninety percent, are eating mindlessly, mostly. Yeah, that's a random statistic that I pulled out of my butt. Well, I think um, well, it depends on how long you've been on this like intuitive eating journey too, sure. as well. Yeah, and. and- how you grew up around food, how your parents ate. I think, I mean, I do think a lot of it is different for each person just based on how they grew up too. Totally. So we did, um, I don't know how you grew up, but we grew up with family dinner. Yep. No TV, no distractions, anything like that. But we were chatting. I mean, we were always talking, we were whatever. And you eat for kind of as long as other people around you are eating. Right. And I think that's my biggest setback with eating intuitively is I eat paste to where other people are eating or if they're still eating I'll continue kind of like Jesse last night like you'll just keep eating because everyone else is still eating and we're still socializing um or I'll eat quicker because someone next to me is eating quicker like or eat slower like it all depends on who I'm around what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. talking we talked about this in another episode I'm a talker you're a talker (laughs) so you and I could probably go hours without finishing our meal because we could just chat so it, it does change things so not I feel like most of like mindfulness I've heard is like around screens, but it's also like social, like anything social, which isn't a bad thing. You don't have to be a hundred percent mindful 
and in tune with your meal at every meal for the rest of your life. Right. But I do think it would be a good experiment and a good um, training session to do like, I don't know, two weeks or something of intense mindful eating. Mm-hmm. No distractions, no social engagements, no, and you're just focusing on what you're eating, when, where, and what your environment is. That's so hard to do. It would be really hard. I've done it with um, like a breakfast every morning, not the whole day. Mm-hmm. Like certain meals. I've never gone two weeks <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But I think it would be a really interesting practice to try and like actually do it for a certain amount of time. I'm so terrible about doing it at breakfast and lunch because mm-hmm. work. we're working while yeah. we're eating. Totally. Which means we're at our computer. Yep. Not ideal. Yeah. Um, but we also, it's hard because you want to save your breaks for like walking the dog or like what no. napping. <laughs> yeah. For real. So it is hard. Dinner, it's... I feel like we're better about, but even so, like, yeah. um, a lot of times the TV's on in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's usually like friends or the office, like something that we like are really paying attention to, but, totally, but still, or like HGTV. Yeah. But like usually like for dinner and again, we don't have kids yet. So right. like, obviously that will change that. Yeah. Like we've discussed it. It will change. Mm-hmm. But, um, like for Jesse, he's like, well, I haven't watched anything today. I just like. That's his way of, like, relaxing. Totally. And so he likes to have it on in the background while we eat, even mm-hmm. though we'll still eat together and talk. Yeah. It's still on in the background. It's totally different once you have kids. Because it's yeah. like, you don't want to teach them bad habits. You don't... And that's what I like told him. We've had... TVs are on. I swear. And we've had the discussion yeah. of, like, when once we have happens, a kid... Yeah. I mean, again, a newborn, like... Right. Yeah, they're not, not eating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're Or they're... <laughs> Yeah. Breastfeeding. They're breastfeeding or taking well, a bottle. eating over their head. Yeah. Like, food on their forehead. Yeah. So that's a little different. But <laughs> I know. So. Yeah, we need to get better. Yeah. It would be an interesting. So when we say mindful eating, what we mean is no distractions, which mainly includes screens or phones, but also mm-hmm. anything like even music can affect like how much you eat. Like I get very, um, Josh makes fun of me because he loves classical music. Classical music stresses me out because it always like, has yeah. that like, um, Crescendo. That's definitely probably the wrong word. I don't know. Where it gets really intense. Yeah, me either. Um, He is. So where it gets really intense, it builds and builds and builds. And I find myself talking faster, thinking faster, and almost like shaking when it gets that way because I'm really affected by the music. Mm -hmm. I'm just so in tune with music. (laughs) No, but seriously. So it's like even music can affect how quickly you're eating or what. You know, not you're just not paying attention. Mm -hmm. So being mindful is slowing down taking away any sort of distraction, tuning into your body, your hunger scale, which was another episode of the podcast you can look back at, um, and using all of your senses mm-hmm. to experience the food in its entirety. So maybe trying this like just for dinners for two weeks. Yeah. And then if you can get in that habit, maybe trying it for like lunch at dinner for mm-hmm. two weeks. And then, you know, maybe try to get all three meals. But I think yeah. even two meals is like a win. Totally. Even one. Even, even one time. Meal. Like, <laughs> I think if, if you even took out one meal, whatever that meal is, and did it truly, truly mindfully one time, it would change you because you're literally like, whoa, I miss so much. I miss all these flavors. You're eating so fast because either you're too hungry or you're distracted. You're not even getting the full experience mm-hmm. of food. I love food. So I mm-hmm. love experiencing the taste of food. And it's hard when you're trying to also have a social conversation or you're trying to round up your toddler or stop him from throwing food on the ground. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's or your That's dogs at dogs. your feet or whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank the Lord for mm-hmm. dogs. 
He's literally our Hoover vacuum. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, Anyways. So if you, yeah. yeah, so connecting with your food, paying attention literally to, so let's say, for example, you have like a stir fry in front of you. So you're paying attention to the temperature, you're paying attention to the spiciness or the savoryness mm-hmm. amount of savory. What's the plural of savory? How savory it is? That's what I'm going to... Sweet and savory? That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, how sweet it is. Like, you're looking at all those different facets of taste. You're also looking at, um, like, the visual component Mm -hmm. of food is really important. So how colorful it is. Um, Paying attention to the scent. Scent is a huge thing. How it smells. How it makes you feel. (laughs) Have you ever done the raisin or chocolate experiment? No. Okay, so I used to do this with clients. Um... So you like take a piece of chocolate and then you like look at it and you feel it and you touch it and then you smell it and then you take the wrapper off and then you slowly, you put it in your mouth and you Mm -hmm. let it melt and you shut your eyes and you smell it and you like focus on all the taste of it Mm -hmm. and then you slowly like it will obviously like disintegrate disintegrate in your mouth over time. Um, And then you like, if you take the time to like enjoy that chocolate, then you don't, A, you don't probably need another one because it satisfied Mm -hmm. you. But um, it really just like forces you to think about all the scents. Yeah. And so, yeah, doing the same thing with a meal, you're yeah. going to notice the flavors more and what you like and what you don't like and the texture. And typically you're going to eat slower. Yeah. Which means you get full, you feel your fullness coming yeah. sooner. Yeah. So then you don't overeat and you're more satisfied with your food. So like you said with the chocolate, that's a great example. Cause I think we used to eat dove chocolates a lot in at oh work. Oh my gosh. We love dove chocolates. I would only need like one or two because it literally, oh, when you so enjoy good. it, yeah, when you enjoy it and tune into it, if that's what you were wanting as chocolate, that satisfies you and that's all you need. If you have one and you like really just like savor it, savor it, mm-hmm. you're good. Yeah. So mindfulness is a really awesome tool to help you. It's not about like weight loss or eating less or anything, but usually you do end up eating less mm-hmm. because you're not distracted. So like the popcorn study, you're eating, you could have been eating gross stale popcorn for two hours Calories that you don't need. And I'm not saying to count calories or worry about mm-hmm. calories you quote unquote don't need. But you're eating but, out of habit. Yeah, and you're like, eating out, out of convenience. Yeah. It's sitting there. And I think that's too with mindfulness, like practicing, and maybe that's a good place to start with just like a piece of chocolate or a raisin. Is that the other one then that mm-hmm. you do it with? So like maybe just like a cracker, not even a whole meal, since that might be a little overwhelming to do. Mm-hmm. Focus in on something really small and ask yourself, do you even like this food? Mm-hmm. Are you actually enjoying this? Or is this just because... It's available. It's here. I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm, yeah. you know, cranky. I need my blood sugar's low. Is it because you actually enjoy that food and it's satiating mm-hmm. you and making you feel good? Or is it because it's there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not inedible. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably true of a lot of my eating habits. You know, it, it's like you look at it and you're like, lately, yes. really even <clears throat> like that? Yeah. I don't know. That's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to it's differentiate, really hard. but it's like, at the end of the day, you want to, I, I think that it would be best for people to feel good about what they ate and why and remember it. Like we were talking about another episode. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember sometimes what I eat. <laughs> yeah. That's not, I mean, food should be an experience. And you want it to taste, you want it yes. to taste good. Right. And you want to feel satisfied after you eat. Food is a huge part of my quality of no, life. Same here. Probably should be for most people's. <laughs> so when yep. you're going to start to basically eat things and don't even taste them, what's the point? I know my brother and my dad like they can put down food so fast and I'm always like <laughs> so you guys you are just inhaling it? your food do yeah. you even taste it but granted they eat like 
a super bland diet because they don't yeah like for them the flavor isn't as important but for me like when we make dinner I want the flavor to be really good mm-hmm. and that's why we do new recipes and my brother and dad are like they can eat the same thing every day for every meal and it's like super plain yeah no and they fun. just like eat horrible. it so fast because they just don't don't even taste it it's bizarre seems like such a waste of food <laughs> I know. But some people are like that. Yeah. And if that's you, that's fine. I mean, this is not maybe for everybody, but I do think it's worth trying the technique because it is something that changes you. Like when you've actually sat down and done all of the mindfulness techniques, checked in with all of your senses, Mm -hmm. all of its like flavor profiles and textures, like Brooke was saying, you actually get a better feel for what you like and don't like. So over time, it's not about being mindful. Couch alert. <laughs> it's not about being mindful um, at every meal for the rest of your life at all times. Mm-hmm. Maybe for like certain people. However, I think it's more about creating a practice and a habit. So yeah, you remind yourself, oh, I really love lasagna. So I'm going to really enjoy this lasagna. You eat it slow. And yeah. Focus on all the flavors and mm-hmm. smells. Especially because it's kind of sad how long food can take to prepare, and then you eat it in like 20 seconds. Okay, not quite that fast, yeah, but like you eat it quick. 10 minutes or whatever, and it's like, I just spent an hour and a half on lasagna because it takes a freaking long time, yes. which is why I don't make it very often. Yeah, we don't have it often. I'm like a strict 30-minute cook mm-hmm. kind of human, so. Yep. Um, so then you got to enjoy it. you got to right. enjoy it, savor it, really appreciate it, and all the effort and, and work that went into it. So I think... It's a learning process, and I, I talked about this in about intuitive eating, too. When you're being intuitive or you're trying to be mindful with your food, it is a practice that the more you exercise that muscle of your brain, the stronger it's going to get. So mm-hmm. the better you're going to get at remembering to be mindful, remembering to turn off the TV, remembering to tune in, remembering to pay attention to that taste, um, even to comment on it. I think it's like really helpful during mindful eating to tell someone you're with how good the food mm-hmm. is. Oh, I love that cinnamon that you added. That's really unique tech flavor. I've never, that's really good. You know, something that you can attribute to and take a pause to appreciate what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that I think I've heard before that is a good question to ask. So not only your hunger scale, I think is really important to pay yeah. attention to while you're mindfully eating, um, but also your, um, how it's making your body feel. Mm-hmm. So there are some times where I think I want something and then I start eating it and it makes me kind of feel sick or I kind of feel like, or even oh, the this... taste just isn't great that yes. way. Or stale. Like, so I yeah. love chips. Oh, me too. One Tortilla of my chips, just, man. oh gosh. And I don't know if I've met it. Well, that's not true. I have met chips. I don't like pork rinds. Are those even a chip? Those are good. I've never, <laughs> okay. I've never had one. But what? They're, they're gross good. Ow. Let's Anyways. go to Highlands Tavern. <laughs> what? Yeah. They have Highlands. Yeah. I've been there a thousand times. Yeah, they're tots. Yes, totally. <laughs> but not their yeah, pork, pork rinds. I already forgot what I was talking about. Anyways, other yeah. chips. I've probably met a chip I don't like, so that's probably not true. But I do really like chips. 
I do not like stale chips. Yeah. No. So why am I eating mm-hmm. two or three day old tortilla chips that are stale and hard? I've done that with crackers before. Yeah. Because like I rarely eat crackers and then somebody will buy me like gluten free ones uh-huh. and I'll just like eat maybe with my chili or something. Mm-hmm. And then I like don't touch them again until I like make chili. And then I'm like, well, these are stale. <laughs> so I throw them away. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's like if the food quality is not good, then don't eat it. Don't feel obligated. Pressured. Yeah, and <clears throat> obligated to eat it just because it's there or you don't want it to go to waste. I'm not a fan of food waste, but there are other things that you can do with the food, which we've talked about in another Share. episode. Share. Which Give is it why to someone Alyssa's going to eat some of my cake before she <laughs> If I have to. And I'll eat some too. <laughs> Fine. Ugh, happy birthday to Brooke. <laughs> But I think, yeah, so it's worth noting and it's worth the time to, like, exercise that muscle of being mindful, of not being distracted, tuning into every bite. Like, literally, they talk Mm. about, like, trying to chew the food for upwards of 30 times per bite to fully experience each bite. And it's a lot. And I have done It will make you a very slow eater. It will make you super slow, super annoyed. The food, Mm. I don't even think the food tastes good after, like, 15 chews. I'm like, all right, this is not good anymore. But it is an interesting experience to go through. I'm not saying you have to chew every single bite 30 times for mm-hmm. a year. But whatever, whenever you're trying this out, do it. See yeah, how the food really changes. And you, I do have to say, I've done this before, very processed foods. When you chew it 30 times or try to, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It begins to taste like chemicals or plasticky kind of to me. It ends up being kind of like really gross and mushy. I mean, all food tends to get gross, but like if you have a strawberry that you're chewing 30 mm-hmm. times, it's still a freaking strawberry. Right. It doesn't disintegrate. In like an apple. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different experience. So try it with different types of food. Um, but I think it's a really important tool that you need to strengthen in order to be a good intuitive eater. And you'll have to come back to it every once in a while. Like even now I'm thinking, oh, this would be good practice for me to do again to get back on track with mindful eating because it's something, if you don't strengthen it all the time, you lose it. Yes, I was good at one point with it, and I have totally lost it working from home. Right. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Like, working from home has... Yeah. Obliterated. Has not helped. <clears throat> it's so true. And we talked about this in another episode when we're working and we're eating. If emails start coming in, we start getting stressed about phone calls coming in, mm-hmm. we eat faster to get through it. Or for me, I really like my food warm. If a, if a food yeah. is warm, I need to eat it quickly enough. Me too. To I'm weird cold. about temps. Oh my gosh, yeah. broccoli. I love broccoli, but it has to be warm. I do not oh, like I don't cold. like cooked broccoli. <laughs> I mean, so I, I like... It's so you eat it, it raw. I would prefer it raw. So I could either do it raw or cooked and warm, but <coughs> cold <coughs> cooked broccoli to me is like, why would I even bother? Oh, yeah, that? I would. No. Ooh. I know, I'm the same way. If I cook something, I need to eat it hot. Yeah. And if it's meant to be cold, I like it very cold. Right. Yeah. So I do have to say part of that for me is like when I need warm food, I don't, I also don't like using a microwave. I try to limit it as much as I can. So I try to eat it as quickly as I can to get all the warmth out of it. But you also, you just have to learn, Mm -hmm. take smaller portion sizes to keep it warmer on your plate. Like, right. You can always go back for more. Always go back for more. And I think... So try eating mindfully. Let us know how it goes. Because yeah. I think it'd be interesting to hear people's responses of, like, what happened when they... Like, seriously try to chew... It's like a super processed food. Like, Cheeto, 30 times. Mm. Good it luck. will disintegrate. It will totally then. disintegrate. Versus, like, a strawberry or something. Yeah. Or a piece of But, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think a good way to start this is pick one meal a day for, like, a week or two. Yeah. 
and just focus on no distractions mm-hmm. um, and and focus on eating slower and tasting everything, feeling the texture, smelling everything, and just seeing how that experience is different than your other meals that day. Yeah. You enjoy it so much more. Or you learn about yourself, like, oh, I actually don't like this food that I eat all the time. Yeah. Or I eat too much because yeah. I eat too fast and I'm distracted. Like, there's a lot of things you might pick up on. Yeah. And this goes hand in hand, too, with our hunger scale episode that when you're not being mindful, you can easily get to, like, seven, eight, nine on that mm-hmm. hunger scale and feel super, super full when you're only intended to get to, like, a six, you know? Yeah. So... Pay attention. I think, yeah, like you said, try to maybe one meal, whatever that meal is that you're typically alone for, like my lunch, I'm usually alone for. Yeah, my breakfast and lunch. Yeah, yeah, breakfast and lunch. So something like that, or even a snack, if you want to start with a snack is fine. And maybe do one of these things at a time. So the first day, just just focus on no distractions. That one's huge. I think mm-hmm. most, I even think of myself right now, I pull up my phone mm-hmm. so frequently Me whenever too. I'm eating. My phone, if I'm alone. Yeah, or TV or, or something. Or just like the TV's on in the background. Not that I'm really paying attention. Right, but still. It's or my still computer's on in the background. Yeah. Not that oh, I'm necessarily sure. like reading everything on it or like yeah. looking at it. It's still on. Right. Yeah. So I think hard. like maybe the first day, just take out distractions. Just try to eat alone Let's by yourself. Let's do this tomorrow. Yeah. Let's so start this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we should. And we'll just check a meal. We can update Whatever people. meal we want to do. Yeah, I'll probably do lunch. I'll probably do lunch too. I'm trying to think of what I'm even gonna eat for lunch. I don't know. Have leftovers. Anyways, um, yeah. So try it. So the first time that you're trying it, just do no distractions. Eat by yourself, alone with your food. I feel like that's a big one. It's like really like hard to do with totally. no phone, no music, no computer, no TV, no petting your dog, no uh, really well, with anyone. Leo else. just like stares at me, waits for food to drop. Rafa sits like right at my feet. Yeah, so does he. Um, so once you get I'm not going to say comfortable because I don't know if you'll ever be comfortable doing that. But once you get more comfortable doing that, mm-hmm. then start to add in asking yourself those questions about the hunger scale. Then start mm-hmm. asking yourself those questions about what's the texture here? What's the taste? Do I like this food? Mm-hmm. Don't bring any judgment into it. This is not supposed to be like a, I don't know, like a judgment zone of like, why do I even eat this food? It's about what is your body responding to? What does your taste tell you about that food is it good or bad is it something you would enjoy again later or not mm-hmm. is it something you're just eating because it's convenient it there's so many things that go into why we eat and those are the things that you need to tune into during mindful eating that is again something that you can only get better at by doing over time mm-hmm. and then Practice. eventually yeah eventually i think it becomes more like second nature and you don't have to worry about it as much and then eventually when you kind of come out of it, maybe go back into it and do it again. If, and you know, it lasts for a long time. So I think the more often you do it, the better it is. I know mm-hmm. you're busy, but I think it'd be a good practice. Let us know how it goes. We need to work on this too. So yeah. like, this is like us do preaching it. to ourselves. We should give because updates. I really have been struggling with this lately. Yeah, totally. I've really, like, this is probably one thing that I'm really struggling with. Yeah. And Me so too. I know for I've sure. done better in the past. Yeah. And I just need to get back to that. Right. And it's such a key component to intuitive eating and paying attention to the food and giving it really your attention. Like you Mm -hmm. made it, you spent time making it, you spent your money on it, you spent, you know, whatever you should enjoy it. Right. So, all right. Well, let us know how it goes. If you guys try it at home, our Instagram is at diet.riot.podcast, or you can email us and let us know at hello at dietriotpodcast.com. 
Um, please share with your friends and family. I feel like we have enough episodes now that we can hook people real good. We're going to hook them in. Mm-hmm. We're going to just captivate them. Hook, line, and sinker. Just send them ones that they <laughs> think will be most interesting. Yeah, exactly. What's your favorite one so far? Um, one of the ones that we recorded today, but oh, it's okay. a surprise. It's a surprise. Um, um, actually, the gluten one was my favorite. So I was going to say, gluten was really good. What was the one after gluten? I really like that the one. Hunger Scale? Uh, yes. I think I really like the Hunger Scale. I don't know. I've liked a lot of them. Yeah, I think that there's um, good information in a lot of them. I've sent the uh, just like the macronutrients ones to a lot of people oh, just because yeah. that's just like more basic nutrition. Big nutrition one. But we have maybe. one coming out next. Well, actually, I don't know what's after this because our got... timing's really weird. <laughs> We've recorded a lot. We don't know where's the timing. We're so we have some good ones. We do. By so. the time that this one is out, we will have some. I think we'll have some more favorites that's true i feel like everyone and we're getting better at podcasting yeah <laughs> don't disagree with us we think yeah, we you are. tell us we're getting better <laughs> but um please share with your friends let them know family whoever you don't be passive aggressive about it but um anyone that you think don't may, be passive aggressive don't be passive that's Alyssa's advice Just of the don't. day don't be passive aggressive but um yeah let us know what you think and we'll see you guys next tuesday Yep. Thanks. Still haven't come up with a sign off, so this is what you're stuck with. Bye. Bye.